Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by the MLB.com shop. Hi, everybody. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Matthew Leach, talking Atlanta Braves with MLB.com's Braves beat reporter, Mark Bowman. Mark, you had a busy year last year with Cooperstown duty, and it sounds like you may have uh, another busy year this year. There probably wasn't any doubt about John Smoltz, but um, how how big a deal is it for the organization and and for the people he played with to kind of complete that trio in Cooperstown? It's, it really is special. I mean, it, they the Braves fans had a chance to celebrate the greatest era in the generation or in, in their franchise uh, history last summer uh, with, with Bobby Cox and Tom Glavin and. Greg Maddox going in, and now John Smoltz returning this summer. I think a lot of it, it was, you know, so much fun for so many people last year. I, I expect the Braves to have another strong contingent there in Cooperstown to to celebrate with Smoltz, and, and I know Bobby will be there and Glav, and, and I haven't gotten in touch with Maddox yet, but but it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, you know, you know, I really expect them to be there as well. You know, these guys were so close, and I think that's what I always will take away from. Having covered the three of them is is that you know these were three of the greatest pitchers, uh, not only of you know their own generation but of all time, and, and they they did so many things together, and there was never even a hint of jealousy. Yes, there was the competitive fire. Uh, uh, you could see it with each of them; they're all highly competitive, but at the same time, they kept that. that that spirit healthy. They fed off of each other instead of, you know, you know, trying to, you know, while, while Smoltz might have seemed to be in the shadows of the other two at some points of their career, or Maddox is getting the Cy Youngs when Glavin uh, had been the first one here. Uh, Maddox shows up and he gets three in a row right after that, and it kind of becomes the uh, quote unquote staff ace. There was never any animosity, never any jealousy. These guys truly were friends and remain that way. And, uh, I think that's what I'll always remember about, you know, their relationship and and the success they had here. Smoltz falls just a tick short of the other two guys on the big counting numbers, um, but I'm not sure anybody, save for maybe Mariano Rivera, can match him for memorable moments. Is is there is there one or are there two or three Smoltz moments that stand out for you? I mean, it was such a such a postseason guy, such a big game guy. Are there any of those that, that particularly stand out for you? 
You know, I, I think that, you know, the postseason is what you remember him for. I remember, uh, you know, one of his losses actually there in game four of the 99 World Series um, there at Yankee Stadium. And, you know, his, his elbow's about to fall off. He ends up having Tommy John surgery the next spring. Um, and he is just finding ways to pitch. And, and, and he competed, you know, throughout that game. It, it, you know, it, you just saw that spirit. And obviously, you know, I was still in high school at the time, but, you know, everyone's going to always remember the Jack Morris game, the World Series game there. And um, he had some great starts against the Pirates. So, you know, just standing out uh, some regular season games, uh, some some balls that just he went to go get along the third base line. You just saw just an incredible will to win, you know, and compete and have fun. Uh, a guy that just attacked you know, attacked hitters, you know, try to field his position, had the most fun. You know, I think he really wanted to play center field at some point. You know, he was hoping Bobby Cox would put him in there. Just a guy who who uh, just really loved to, to be out there on the baseball field, just like now. You know, he's not able to play baseball anymore, but when he goes out to a golf course, he takes that same spirit. He goes to the basketball court. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's certainly uh, one of the most uh, – one of the figures that, that I would say that I feel – privilege to have uh, one of the top figures I feel like, you know, had feel privileged to have been able to cover here just because he's not only uh, just a special athlete, a special person, and uh, he's never lost that youthful energy and and he brings it to anything and everything he does. I think I speak for everybody who reads and listens to you when I say I don't believe there ever actually was a time that you weren't covering the Braves. I think I think you made that up. <laughs> but um, to, to, to shift gears a, a little and excuse me, look at the 2015 squad. Um, they they've made a, done a lot since we last talked, and 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 this roster looks a lot different. Um, Justin Upton obviously is gone, um, but Evan Gaddis and B.J. Upton are still there. What's your anticipation of what this club does between now and when spring training starts? Do you think this is basically the roster they take, or do you think there's still a big move or two left to come? I would say this, and you know, this is you know, this is still early January here, and and I, I I'd say when the Justin Upton deal was done there on December 19th, I thought that there was still a chance. I'd say I was saying 60% chance that, that Evan Gaddis would be dealt. And I think I'm now down to about 40% chance and, and probably fading. I, I do think this is, you know, for the, for the most part, this is the club that you're going to see. I do think they'll go out and get another starting pitcher uh, to add to their rotation. They did deal with David Carpenter and Jason Shreve for uh, Benuelos there for many of them. Benuelos, a uh, high, uh, high upside prospect there for the Yankees. I think Benuelos is still at least a year away. And so they, they will go out. They still have, let's say, about $10 million to spend on a pitcher. Now the question is, do you go out and, and try to find somebody through trade? Uh, the free agent market, I don't think that they're going to necessarily find the guy that they want. Uh, I think that the other the other option is, instead of spending all that money on one guy, Last year, you, you went out and you got lucky with an Aaron Harang. Now, they, they pursued Aaron Harang to some extent this year, not really, as you can see with Aaron Harang signing a one-year, $5 million deal with the Phillies. The Braves, obviously, uh, they, they, they didn't go that high, quite that high with their offer. They were looking for another bargain deal. But let's say this. Maybe if you go out and, and sign a couple pitchers for 2 and $3 million deals, bring them to camp, um, or maybe maybe one guy for 
two or three million dollar deal, finding a couple other guys signed to a minor league contract and, and try to get lucky uh, again, like you did with Aaron Harang, or do you spend that money, uh, you know, on a more proven uh, or a, a guy who, who may uh, have better odds of you know, of succeeding this year? Um, you know, the, the question is where do you spend that ten million dollars? And I think right now they're still looking uh, to, to try to find. Uh, one of those guys that can take a uh, considerable portion of that money, but at the same time, you know, if they, if they don't find that, then maybe the other option is go out there and bring a few guys that can't compete for that fifth spot. When you do that math, <clears throat> excuse me, are you accounting for for AJ Przinsky? Are we are we considering that a a done deal at this point, or is that still not completely done? I, I believe that deal will be done. In all honesty, I think that AJ, uh, you know. He, that that deal should be getting done. The Braves have kind of uh, delayed some of their stuff this week just to make sure that nothing overshadowed John Smoltz's uh, entrance into the Hall of Fame. I, I do say here within the next day or two, the, the A.J. Prasinski and Jason Gurley deals will be done. So, yes, I, I'm accounting for that money there. Um, and that, that's where you're you're looking somewhere 9 to $10 million range still, still left uh, to spend there. And how exactly does Pierzynski fit in? I mean, it's potentially a really interesting sort of classic platoon when you got a left-handed offense first guy and a right-handed defense first guy. Um, does he become the primary catcher? Is it a timeshare? How exactly is that going to work out? I think that Bethancourt is certainly going to be the primary catcher. Um, they're bringing A.J. in to be the mentor. And, uh, you know, I, I when, when they signed or when they agreed to the deal with A.J., I wrote that he's one of the most polarizing figures in baseball, and I'm sure I'm not first first to write that, but, you know, you just go back one year. He went to the the uh, Red Sox. I, taught, I, you know, know some of the guys in the Red Sox clubhouse. They, they, he obviously was not a good fit there. He wasn't very well liked. They had a lot of veterans in that clubhouse. He went to St. Louis where there were, you know, there are some veterans there, obviously some established players, uh, you know, with Molina and Holiday and you know, Wainwright, the likes. But, it seemed to be a better fit there. Maybe there were enough other younger guys that, that he was able to, uh, that, that seemed to take to, to his approach, to his personality, which sometimes can be taken as brash. Or, uh, it, it is amazing, though. It, it, you feel like you talk to one guy and they say, I like him, and the next guy, they, they didn't like him. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of fit he is here in this clubhouse where you know, clubhouse leadership was lacking last year. You know, is, is he willing to come in here? And and start to show some, what is still a relatively young team, you know some of the ways to uh, approach the game, uh, the ways to to prepare for games, that kind of stuff. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how he fits. I I personally have not never been around him on a daily basis, but uh, it you know like I said, people that I respect, people that I like in this game. One guy says he likes him, the next guy says he doesn't. So I know John Hart has a relationship with him dating back to their. Uh, AJ went to high school in the Orlando area, and uh, and you know John has known him you know throughout those years. So maybe it'll be a good fit, maybe it won't. But the one thing I will say is, Christian Bethencourt, his effort level has always been questioned over the last few years. If you can get a guy to come in here and kick him in the rear a few times, maybe that's exactly what Bethencourt needs. All right, well, Mark Bowman, thanks for taking some time to chat here on MLB.com Extras, and thanks everybody for listening. Visit the official online shop of Major League Baseball at MLB.com slash shop for the largest selection of authentic caps, T-shirts, jerseys, hoodies, collectibles, and more. 
Get your gear straight from the source. The MLB.com shop. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.